Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, walls are bad. Just so you know, been hearing that from the left. Uh, I remember hearing walls take lives. They don't save lives. Yeah. God almighty, I can't but, believe we're uh, here now. All of a sudden, the Biden administration saying, you know what, we're going to have to build some wall in Texas. Yeah. What? DHS has announced it's waiving a couple dozen federal laws in order to build a section of wall in Star County, Texas. Or there have been in the last several months about, what, about a quarter million people coming through in that particular section? Yes. So they're, they're like, okay, fine, we're going uh, to build the wall. And the funniest part about it, to me, is that they're actually using money that was initially appropriated for this project in 2019. <laughs> so they're you using... make it up. They're using Trump administration money now to do what trump wanted to do what everybody called him racist for yes all those years ago now they're like yeah you know what we do actually need some sort of a physical barrier and you know all the green weenie people and the uh you know clean air clean water stuff knobs nah, to hell with all of that <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna just override all of these federal regulations because we absolutely need to have a wall here it's astounding it is me. astounding it, it really is. Of all the things you could have predicted that this administration will do or won't do, that was never on my list, ever, that they would start rebuilding a wall. Of course not. You, you I, had because of what they did before. Democratic operatives out last week still saying the border's secure. Anna Presley. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, our, our border is secure. What? But then why, so why are, are we building this wall, right? Yeah. Well, well, they, they need to see they, they're not actually doing it to stop the flow of illegal immigration. What they're doing is they need a space to hang Hunter Biden's art pieces. Oh, so they it. need a wall there. It's got basically it. an international gallery is what they're doing. Yeah. People can walk by and see him and put yeah. bids on him. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. I think it's funny. You're, you're getting all the clips from over the years. I mean, here's Joe Biden talking about the border wall during a campaign interview with NPR again, August 2020. Yeah. No, I'm, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. Number one. Number two, what I'm going to focus on, and the and your uh, uh, the fact is that somebody in this group written a lot about the border. Huh? What? Uh, somebody in this group has written a lot about the border. What group? He's uh, the NPR. I don't know. He's they did. Look, okay. he he's senile and a liar and. You know, does it seem like this is really a a tactic for 2024 at Absolutely. this point? Oh, yeah. That he realizes, okay, now I got, you know, Jellybean Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, talking about we need to do more. Uh, residents of Chicago are ticked off. The mayor and governors in New York are just beside themselves with all this Massachusetts, as you mentioned, Scott. Yeah. All right. I'm starting to lose the people that I need to vote mm -hmm. for me. So I'm going to do this. We're going to build this wall and they're probably going to go out and have some sort of groundbreaking ceremony and, 
and it'll be done just ahead of the election, assuming Joe Biden is is running or is actually going to be running next fall. And mm-hmm. so they can say, see, look, we're serious. Trump promised a wall. And even though he built a few miles of wall, up, we, we finished it is what they're going to try to say. Yes. As a matter of fact, if you want to go through an exercise together, we can. No, it's early in the show. Um, and I don't have particular pieces picked out. But the Fox affiliate in Chicago did this whole piece about residents there not being happy about all of the, well, illegals coming in and taking up space. Um, and if you want, we can do sort of a reaction to the news story if you'd yeah. like. Okay. Okay, let's well, go this ahead. this is new video of migrants on move-in day at a newly opened shelter in the Pilsen neighborhood. What? Like so many other shelters across the city, this one was met with some protests from neighbors. And that same drama is playing out tonight over a park on the west side. By the way, as far as national media goes, you don't see too many of these stories of how many people are truly upset. City after city after city saying, hey, what about the resources for us? Yeah. We're the marginalized, remember? Mm-hmm. No one's taking care of us. Turn the buses around. <laughs> Turn the buses around. Oh, yeah. You hear that? Turn the buses dudes. around. Get them out. Yes. You want to take the little scrap, the resources that we have, and put us at the bottom of the barrel? That's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. You're right. Putting us at the bottom of the barrel. These are the people you voted for. Oh, we're going to get to okay. more of that, especially uh, the mayor there Yeah, that's further left than Lori Lightfoot, Brandon yeah. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. In Galewood, tensions are running high over a plan to turn the Admonson Park Fieldhouse into a shelter. Yeah, that proposal is angering residents who packed into a meeting tonight that was standing room only. Casey Cronus has that part of the okay, story. Okay, Casey. Tonight's meeting was contentious, rowdy, and left hundreds of residents with unanswered questions. Really? Yeah. You thought you were going to get answers? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's answers. It's like it needs to stop. And you got people, you know, the different politicians locally trying to take oncoming. We're trying to do the best we can with our resources. But to your original point, David, and that was J.B. Pritzker, and you've heard it from New York, saying to Biden, we're not getting any help here. Yeah. Remember, this whole design was to keep people in Texas and all those southern states. Not here. When migrants move in, park programming and youth activities for this community will be stripped away. Within seconds of. Wow. (laughs) That sounded xenophobic, didn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, migrants here! Well, wait a second. Your city says that open arms. We welcome. Within seconds of city officials taking the microphone, community members anxious to speak their minds took center stage. If you would head to your right mind and see a crowd like this, you would say to yourself, they don't want it. And we're not anti-migrants, but it shouldn't be on our backs. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. See, that's right. Exactly. We're not anti-migrant. However, comma, I don't want them here. To get out of here, go somewhere else, then I'm all for it. Yeah, crying out loud. This is exactly that, how it, why is, I just wanted the reaction to this because I'd already dang seen it. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. Still unclear when approximately 200 migrants might be moving in. <laughs> 29th Ward Alderman Chris Taliaferro, <laughs> who says he is strongly opposed to the plan, tried to settle tensions. Yeah, because the yeah, people yeah, turn the bus around. Right. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> Neighbors say programs for youth and elderly residents are at risk mm. if their field house becomes a sanctuary. A lot of these young boys, they don't have fathers. So a lot of these coaches, they are their fathers. They 
spend part of their weekend here alone during the week that keeps them a safe place. It gets them mentorship. It shows them discipline. Yeah, and you're taking that away. Man. Remember when we brought this point up well over two years ago? For the left, you're constantly talking about marginalized communities. We need more help, whatever, whatever. Oh, just pack more people in. We're welcoming. Mm -hmm. How you can't take care of the people you have, Yeah, according to your own logic. I mean, I I am literally shaking from the amount of white supremacy that I'm hearing here, not wanting these desperate migrants here. And now you have people talking about, I don't what, assuming that there's a lot of fatherless homes in low-income African-American communities? That's... That's hateful. That's big. It does, it, except those are people of color saying that. Hashtag Just, hate has no home here. <laughs> right. Well, neither, do, neither do migrants. My <laughs> favorite part is still coming up. Here it comes. Hours before the meeting, neighbors held a protest outside blasting the plan. We ain't having that, no. You want to tell us what to do in our park? You cannot do that. We pay our money. Some. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You do? Okay. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't tell us what to do and what's going to happen. Really? You just did. Huh. Mm-hmm. Some people might say that sounds a little conservative. Hmm. Well, I mean, also, uh, assuming that it's you own the land, ma'am, that is stolen land from indigenous people. Okay. Thank you, David. You need to do a land acknowledgement and then let the left do whatever they want with it. I think it's a learning lesson for a lot of us here. Yeah. And I would just encourage some of those folks to do the work. They need to do the work, okay? Yeah. Ibram X. Kendi needs to go to Chicago and have a conversation with these people about how to be an anti-racist, okay? We're here to help not to hurt, right, David? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, the dog finally got the boot. That's making a lot of news. Yeah. Biden's dog. Biden's dog, Commander. Uh, the one who bit a bunch of Secret Service agents and apparently had bit White House staff. And stories now coming out that a whole lot of dog attacks have happened uh, more than we even knew beforehand. Yes. Between Major, the first dog that got the boot, and now Commander, who has now been relocated out of the White House after biting a bunch of people. I mean, you're talking like just White House staff, personnel, mm-hmm. wait staff, etc., getting bit by this freaking uncontrolled hellhound and they went through they have gone through two dogs in three years yeah they need to stop they need to stop adopting dogs okay call the spca or something get them on the no adopt list absolutely when is it the specialist shows up i mean there's the dog whisperer he's offered you've got other people what is it going to take well commanders are gone and Hunter's out there saying, I told you, he's not good at raising anything. Not even a dog. Was, the dogs hate him for some reason. What, why is that? <laughs> well, they don't bite Joe. No, but they bite other people around well, Joe. That we know of. Remember? Oh, the naked down the hall rem- yeah, episode. The whole thing where he had a walking boot for a little while. Yeah. And he said it was because he was getting out of the shower. Joe Biden said he was getting out of the shower. And for some reason, he decided he was going to try to chase the dog while he was naked right out of the shower tried to grab the tail and then he tripped and fell and hurt his foot i'm convinced now the dog bit joe he never broke his foot they the dog bit him because well he's a senile old man chasing around a dog naked grabbing his tail 
that at that point it was just self defense on the part of the poor little animal. Man, I just thought of something else, and this may not be the case, but I thought there might be something else at play. Maybe Joe gets confused by the commands, and so the dog is then confused. And so he thinks the command is one thing, and yeah. then Joe says... True and international depression. And then the dog bites somebody, because yeah. right. he can't understand what the heck Joe's saying. And he thought he meant attack. I don't know, man. We're going we're gonna to make a dog-friendly version of Josetta Stone, and it'll be called Josetta Bone. Organizing of our institution. All right. So much to get to today. Oh, and another transgender story you got to hear straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, we were talking about Chicago's big controversy because you got a lot of people there illegally and they're taking over different neighborhoods. Mm. And, you know, city officials saying we're going to put a bunch of illegal immigrants here and there. And there are people that are very upset. Different black communities saying, hey, this is our spot. We're already underserved. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, Brandon Johnson, he's the mayor. Far left. Uh, There was one other clip from that news report that we heard that I thought you would want to hear. People are upset with the mayor, by the way. And what I want to say is to Mayor Brandon Johnson, Mm -hmm. we are disappointed in you. This is the community that supported you. How dare you? We've reached out to Mayor Brandon Johnson's office for his response to the community's reaction, but have not yet heard back. Really? Hmm. Really? How, How dare you? How dare you what? remain ideologically consistent you wonder not really a surprise that brandon johnson would be all good with you know just taking over different spots of the city to cram as many migrants in as possible yes but it's sort of that just a given that if you elect this person and you're a person of color this person's going to take care of you it doesn't always work that way Look at, I don't know, the history of the last 20 years in this country, in you know, many different cities. Before you vote someone, it would be a good idea to try to find ideologically where they stand on things. I know it's a weird concept, but... No, I think it's... No, we're going to... You've been a victim, and we're going to help you, and we're going to find justice for you, and that's pretty much all you got to say. But you're complaining and bitching about a guy you voted for that you damn well knew was going to pull some stuff like this because it's who he is. Oh, they didn't They didn't know about uh, this well, illegal immigration yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking it's all going to be in Texas and not here, but that's a ridiculous nov- novice approach to things. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, another transgender and sports story. Yeah. This one out of Maine. Saw that. And, well, I sent it to you. Um, and it's kind of wild. <laughs> okay. Does it matter how no, I saw doesn't. it? Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, just crack it up. This is a runner that, well, it's a, it's a boy. Ran as a boy last year, but now identifies as a girl. I know it's crazy to think that as far as the state rankings has jumped all the way to, I don't know, somewhere in the low hundreds to fourth. Really? What's interesting to me about this story out of Maine is that you're hearing more people speak out, at least in this story. I saw this at uh, Daily Mail, um, where you had, well, first a runner, a female runner, actually say, it's not fair for a female who has trained hard. Males are biologically faster than females with testosterone. They need to run under their biological gender. A mom was quoted in the story 
saying men are simply larger, faster, and stronger than their female counterparts. To compare, the top-ranked female high school runner in all of New England would only be ranked 47th among high school boys in Maine. Then a dad, who happens to be a doctor, was quoted in the story if a, and has two, two kids competing. If a boy competing in a sporting event were found to be using performance-enhancing drugs, he would be disqualified due to the presumption of unfair competitive advantage. I think that's a pretty good point. Yeah, that is a good point. If instead that same boy chose to compete as a girl, he would not only be disqualified due to his enormous presumptive competitive advantage, he would be lauded and applauded. For the boys, it would be tragic, for it teaches them that things simply do not apply outside of the very narrow time and place of which we currently reside. For the girls, it is the grossest of injustices in every conceivable way because it forces them to participate in, and to some extent, accept something which is manifestly false. They must, like it or not, participate in the lie. So at least the way I'm seeing it, more and more people are speaking out against it. Where when you had the UPenn story with Thomas, whatever the person's name is, People were very afraid to say anything. Well, again, they don't think it's going to come to them. Right. That's Leah Thomas. Whatever, you know. Yeah. But then it comes to you. It will eventually come to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then as this person's running, the biological male that now identifies as female, you can tell not everybody was having it as they're rounding for the turn. What do you think of that? Way to cheat, bro. Nice job, bro. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, people said it was hateful. No, nope, too bad. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. I, I don't really care anyway. about... <laughs> I don't care about the opinions of people whose worldview is ludicrous to me. Well, not only that, couldn't you make the argument he's standing up for the girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which he is. That's, yeah. Yeah. That I, used to be a noble thing to do. Well, you know what the left wants to do. They want to arrest that guy for hate speech. Oh. Unbelievable. All right, much more to get to. Um, so so the Biden administration says we need more wall. Reaction to that and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer looking to doom another Major League Baseball team, Scott Robbins. Every hat you wear, they lose. You wore Tampa Bay yesterday, you were in the Phillies today. They're doomed yeah. against the Braves. Well, we'll uh, well, they may be against the Braves, yeah. We'll see. Uh, This is a wild story to me. I've been hearing for a long time walls are racist. They're xenophobic. They do more harm than good. But all of a sudden, the Biden administration said, you know what? We need some of that sweet wall in Texas. Yeah. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced that uh, using his authority, he is waiving a couple dozen federal laws to build a section of wall in Starr County, Texas, to try to stop the flow of illegal immigration. And I think this is a really neat trick because they've been telling us for a couple of years now that the border is secure. Why do you need a wall if the border's secure? Didn't he testify to Congress that it was? It was secure, absolutely. It's secure. I mean, mm. I've got a little handy montage for you if you want to hear. Well, of course I do. My Republican colleagues claim that the border is open. Is the border open, Mr. Secretary? No, it is not. Do you continue mm. to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security. The border is secure. Let me be clear. The border is not 
open. And as you see, as I just laid out, our plan is indeed working. My extreme MAGA Republican colleagues, they create a fictional <laughs> oh, argument. Guy. It's hot game the dream. Yeah, he's something. As Biden says, Jeffers. No argument around what's happening at the border. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. <laughs> we should be saying, okay, that's a good job there. The border's not open, and to say so is not only false, but it's really an insult to the brave men and women of the border oh, Patrol who go. work every day to keep us safe. Yes. Pandering jackass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, again. Well, now politically, it's not advantageous for the left. They're like, okay, we've let millions in now. But you know what? We've got the mayor of Chicago, the mayor of New York, the governors of New York and Illinois, other parts of the country saying, you got to do something here, Mr. President. We can't take all the illegals coming in. And because, honestly, it started with Governor Greg Abbott of Texas saying, we're going to start busting these people up north. We can't take anymore. This is yeah. insanity. Well, I think he got tired of being called a racist. Yeah, I mean, okay. You're going to call okay, me a racist? You want fine. Them, you you, okay, fine. We'll send him your way. Into political stunt. Well, it seems to be pretty effective. Yeah, it, it is a political stunt, and it's working. Yes. I don't know that it was a stunt. Well, I mean, you stunt, can call it a strategy. stunt, I suppose. Yeah. Again, and you look at polling all through, and most Americans are against an open border and illegal immigration. But you also had a media that will ignore that story until they can't ignore it anymore. I would love to see the way they felt before everything started going north on them. I mean, how where, how that poll settled in before all of this busing to New York and Chicago and, and Philadelphia. and It got worse, but as far as I recall, I can go back and get you the numbers. The American people have always been against it. Yeah. Now, a pathway to citizenship, an easier you know, migrant process to come in legally, you'll see all those things. But as far as people just walking right in, no, people have been against that for a long time because oh. you don't know who they are. You know. Yeah. Again, I mean, I can sympathize to a certain extent, but then again, that you, you elected these people. You I, do it time and time and time again. Yes. And you want different results? They're not going to happen. I know. I don't want to be the bleeding heart here. I really don't. Yeah. But I think even you could say on the conservative side, you voted for people that didn't do what they told you they were going to do. And they let you down. You know what I didn't do? Again. Did do it again. I didn't do it again. Did you vote for a different party? I Well, maybe not a different party, but a different candidate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Geez. Did you get any different results? Well, you're, I mean, Chicago, you had two candidates. I know. Same party. Yes. But I don't you think chose people, the, they didn't know what they the nut doing. job. I yeah. know. But it's on their doorstep now. Yes, it is. Yeah, that whole thing, man. I was thinking about all the different news that we've heard over the last few years about this. Even when Trump first brought it up in 2015, there's no problem with illegal immigration. Yeah. There always has been. And he's just xenophobic. He's just looking to start a race war, all of those things. It's just, you know, finally all come to this. All right, it's that Tampa point of the show. Tampa could have taken the illegals and base seat fillers during the games. <laughs> At 20,000 available. May not be the biggest story that you saw today, but it's time to find out a story that caught your attention, David. What's your story? Oh, I, I love this story. A carjacker uh, messed around and found out. This happened around 2.45 this morning on the far west side of San Antonio. Uh, the guy tried to steal a car. He had to ditch it after just a few feet because it was a manual transmission and the guy didn't know how to drive a stick. 
<laughs> so he basically like rolled down See, a that's, hill. That's great. He gets out, tries to run out off, gets into his buddy's car, and that's when the would-be victim said, screw this, brought out his gun and shot at him. Now the bullet went through the headrest and grazed the guy's head. Jeez. The carjacker's Whoa. head. Uh, now the guy went back to his mom's house, the victim, or I'm, I'm sorry, the perpetrator went back to his mom's house. I guess he was thinking, Hey, I got shot in the head, but I'll just, you know, sleep it off. Mom says, what's going on? You're bleeding all over the place. And what did you get into? <laughs> Calls 911 on her own son. Oh, uh, he's going to make it by the way. Again, he got grazed, but you know, he, it was serious enough that he had to go to the hospital, but he's going to be fine. And the bonus here is in all the chaos, he accidentally left his own car at the crime scene. That's incredible. So not only did he not <laughs> steal a car and get shot in the head and have his mom call the authorities on him, but he left his car there like a total idiot. Yep, should have stayed in bed that day. That's, yep. yep. And at some point when he gets out and is around his buddies, you know what they're going to say? Hmm. You don't know how to drive a stick? <laughs> was he going to go back and get his car? Was that the was that the plan? Mom's going to go back and get it and then sell it. No, I mean, like, was he going to, like, steal that car, park I guess. it somewhere, and go back and get his yeah, own I car? Guess, I guess a lot of times it's coordinated with somebody else. Yeah, like, you've, you've got a guy who's watching, and you, you're yeah, parked a little bit, yeah. like, in a parking lot nearby mm-hmm. or whatever, and then you might circle back and get the car later, but yeah. The advantages of owning a stick shift car. I'll take the second story since it's not totally related, but it has to do with cars and driving. So my story today is about Portuguese drivers taking matters into their own hands. Oh. I don't know if you happen to see there were some climate activists. Uh, these climate activists uh, are in a group called Climaximo, if you've ever heard of them before. That, that sounds like something you have to walk through like a beaded curtain door to check out. Yeah. <laughs> or swinging doors. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I thought it just sounded like a villain in some superhero movie. Mm -mm. Anyway, uh, they decided they were going to take this uh, circular highway and protest to go ahead and lay in the street. Okay? I watched the video of this. It lasts less than a minute. And the video that was shown on X, I think the tag was, this is how it's done. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was, people are blaring the horns, and you got the climate activists, and they're going to just lay in the street. I don't know if they had planned on, again, like gluing themselves to the pavement. I don't know. They didn't get that far. Because you had several people get out of their cars, walk out, and start dragging people just (laughs) off the street to the curb. And taking their signs and throwing them or whatever. And you can see a little bit of protest. There's no real audio. But just to see that amount of people get out of their cars like, no, we're not doing this today, and just pull them out of there was hilarious. So, and I knew I had to give you this part of the story just to get your reaction. Um, One Climaximo activist uh, told a news organization that they didn't feel their demonstrations were causing public disorder. Oh, come on. (laughs) Then why were they doing it? Yeah, exactly. Public disorder is established when there are no services to serve people in Portugal. When there is no housing, when there is no insulation of houses. So apparently the group believes governments and companies around the world have, quote, declared war on people and the planet in a premeditated and coordinated act of violence using climate change. 
Here's the quote. They are right now killing thousands of people, dumping tens of millions, burning them alive, drowning them. They are right now condemning millions of people to gas chambers. Only this time, the gases are greenhouse gases. Oh, my gosh. And the chamber is the entire planet. No. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was dying when I read this. Did they just go, like, planet Auschwitz or something? Like, what the hell is that? The last sentence is, this is called climate breakdown. And it is a premeditated and coordinated act of violence. That that's like a truck driver who was part of the you know group hauling them off the road has got to read that in the newspaper and just say, "I wish I'd have just beat them halfway to death on the side of the road <laughs> on principle." <laughs> so yeah, I got that going on. What's your story, Scott? Uh, the Pentagon's vaccine mandate is no longer in effect. But its repercussions continue to be felt. I found this stunning. Of the over 8,000 service members discharged for refusing to get the shot, only 43 have rejoined the uh, ranks. They're done. Not going back. So they had 8,000 that they booted out. And of those, they say, well, you can come back now. Well, 43 of them did. That's it. After first ruling out the vaccination program on a voluntary basis, if you recall... Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, he's a great guy, announced the mandate in 2021, penalizing all service members who resisted. The Military Times have indicated that roughly 17,000 service members ultimately refused to take the vaccine, while around 1,200 secured exemptions. The Defense Department records indicate that uh, almost 4,000 Marines, 18,000 soldiers, about 3,000 sailors were discharged after refusing the vaccine. And of those, uh, 834 Air Force Space Force service members were also apparently discharged. But of those people, of the over 8,000, 43 have decided I'll come back to work. The other ones were like, I found something else to do. I'm not doing this. I remember at the time we were talking about the possibility of a whole lot of lawsuits. Yeah. I haven't seen many updates on that. Have you heard anything, David? No. I mean, it'd be if you're a uh, now retired service member, it'd be pretty, you know, I don't. I don't really know the legal steps of going to try to sue the armed forces. I don't think you can really. So I, I don't know what recourse they really have. Unfortunately, yeah, but they were. You know, you get a, a dishonorable discharge for did disobeying you, orders or whatever. And now well, that we know what we know about the vaccine, yeah. Well, did did they get a dishonorable discharge for that? I don't. Think I, they do, did. I don't know whether they did no. or not. But what what honorable discharge? So they were kicked out. Yeah. All I can visualize in my head is when you mentioned Lloyd Austin during all of COVID with yeah. that massive shield that went down to his chest yeah. Oh, yeah. from his forehead, and Biden still couldn't remember his name. My, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Yeah, that guy. What's his name? Yeah, Lloyd Austin. Whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised him. there haven't been lawsuits against companies that fired people based on the fact they didn't take the vaccine and they lost their jobs and their incomes. Those are happening. They, they have to. Oh, yeah. Somebody needs to be held accountable oh, yeah, for yeah, that yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the whole thing, as you look back on it now, it's pretty amazing. And we got another story about the vaccine cards. They stopped printing them now. That's that's done. Are they collector's items now then, right? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I would say they're garbage. You collect crap. So for you, it'd be a collector's I item. I still have mine. Of course you do.
<laughs> All right. Chronic absenteeism in school. It's like an epidemic. That and much more coming up. Okay. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, you know who was asking me last night about Kevin McCarthy getting booted for Speaker of the House? No. Nobody. <laughs> you know, you've, you seriously have taken the approach of no one cares. I'm not saying no one cares. No. I'm saying it's not as big a deal, I think, as it's being made out in a lot of media. As far as just regular people and their concerns. It's kind of like, yep, looks like chaos. What's new? Yeah. One of those things. Um, but more on that later. I saw this story. This was out of Colorado. And it was students being absent. 31% of Colorado students missing too much school. Mm. Wow. And so I you know, just started doing a little digging. This is across the country. This mm. is all over the place. And you know, you think, okay, so whoever was hit hardest by COVID, that's the worst, right? Not always. Not so much. Um, from a couple of different studies and take a study, you know, with a grain of salt. But more than anything, they think it's students falling out of the habit of going to school every day. And it's just easier to talk your parent into taking a day off. Or if you're feeling a little sick, instead of, I think you'll be all right, you can power through. So I better have you stay home then, more than ever. And of course, man, if you're a kid and you can take advantage of that. Well, sure. You're probably going to do it. Yeah. Now, in the Colorado story, talked about some students say they're feeling anxious. You know, they don't feel safe at school. You know, that sort of thing. Okay. I'm not saying that, that that's not in play. I know bullying's an issue for some kids, all of that. But when you read that, what percentage do you think that really is, if you had to guess, just as a regular person? That they just don't feel safe at school and they don't go? Yes. Maybe... Maybe double digits, maybe about 10%. I was going to say 8%. But not 31. No way. Well, the other thing I thought was interesting, as far as when they put it into grades, because there was a piece in the failing New York Times. It's kindergarten, then it goes 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade are the most that are missing school. Yeah. Okay. So how much of it is you're just out of the habit and you can get away with not going? And it says, and parents more than ever are feeling like, well, I don't want to do the wrong thing. So really, you don't feel like it? Okay. I was just going to say that. And all I can think is, what if Jocko was your dad? Jocko Willink, retired Navy SEAL. Well, you go to school. About discipline. I just wonder, you know, the kid is not feeling it. And then Jocko is there. Long night. You're a little tired. You don't feel like it. I get it. But if you don't feel like getting after it, I hope you feel like being weak. I hope you feel like not accomplishing anything because that's what's going to happen. So don't pay attention to your feelings. Pay attention to your discipline and go get some out. <laughs> that's where you're like, Dad, no, I don't want to go out for ice cream. I want to triple check my homework and do push-ups. Right. <laughs> 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 But Jocko's kids never had friends that came to the house either, <laughs> ever. I love me some Jocko, man. Every kid needs a little more Jocko in their life. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. I think you know. Um, the border the border is secure. Department of Homeland Security. Alejandro liar. Mayorkas. Great American, huh? Liar, 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 liar. liar. Terrible person. Awful. Be impeached. He's been saying this forever. But So why now? We need more wall in Texas. Yeah, so he uh, made the announcement, or it was posted today, uh, that he is using his authority to overrule about 26 federal laws and regulations dealing with the environment and construction process in order to build uh, somewhere around 20 miles of border wall in South Texas in uh, Star County, where there have been about a quarter million migrants crossing over the last several months. That is a staggering amount. A quarter of a million. Well, and that's a drop in the bucket compared to the rest of the border, but that's, that is like one of the, uh, uh, the hot spots, the area where a wall would be most beneficial. Wait, a listener to, asked me, did they sell off all that wall stuff? or is, A lot they, of it has been did sold off. Did they have off. to go to Lowe's today and get right. more, or how does that work? Okay. Well, yeah, the fascinating part is that they're using money that was allocated under the Trump administration for that particular project that the Biden administration on day one stopped and allowed materials to just rust in the sun. And then parts of that material was then sold off. Sold off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or sent to Zelensky. Well, and we've been hearing from the administration, the wall, it's not even effective. Well, yeah, in October. Which is nonsense, but. In October of 2021, Corrine Jean-Pierre, who's currently the press secretary, at that time she was the deputy press secretary, I believe. um, She said this about a border wall. Huh. But we have talked about the border wall here in, in general as, as a way uh, that uh, it's been used in, in a, to, to, you know, to, to close the border. And we feel that it is a policy that doesn't work. And it's not just us. Uh, you know, experts have said that <laughs> the border wall is not, uh, is not an effective policy. If it's one thing Americans have learned over the last five years, the word expert means nothing anymore. No. The expert said it doesn't work. Right. Huh? Yeah. We, yes. She was just as bad then as she is now, trying to get a message across. That's a story for another time. It's amazing to me. So, I don't know. could be wrong. To me, it feels like you've got all these different Democrats saying, we've got a freaking emergency on our hands, and all of these illegals are getting sent to our cities, and we're getting overrun. It's got to stop. Biden, you got to do something. So, this is the appearance of doing something, correct? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But if you were serious about stopping the flow, all I can think is, remember, this was just a number of weeks ago, found out that the wall in Arizona, not only was it opened, it was welded open. Oh, yeah, because... So it would stay open. They they said it was because of what, what like a, a species of deer or something? Yeah. That, ha- that had a migratory pattern in the area, and apparently we had to weld that door open... For that particular species of deer or whatever it was. 
So yeah, forget about the cartels and the yeah. fentanyl <laughs> illegals. Forget all that. I mean, poof, the environment, huh? Well, got to make sure Bambi can come and go as Bambi wants. Of course. Unbelievable. So there'll be more news on this, you know, over the next few days. Um, meanwhile, mentioning different Democrat-run cities that have had an influx of illegals coming to their town, and they got to figure out where to put these people. We mentioned this earlier. Residents in Chicago are fed up. Yep. Oh, yeah. I can't get enough of this audio, man. Uh, they packed a meeting to yell about all the migrants showing up and how the city is, is putting them in different areas, like there's a, there's a sports and multi-use complex that yes. they're going to be turning into a shelter. Their residents are pissed about it. Here's oh, a yeah. short montage of, of what they had to say. Okay. Gotta say no because that's the simple solution is no. Turn the buses around. We come in a community of black people where we already get the low scraps. And then you want to take the little scraps, the resources that we have, and put us at the bottom of the barrel? You work for us. You work for us. Mm-hmm. Now, see, that's where you're wrong. They don't, they don't work for you. They, they, no. they work for whoever is telling them what to do. Correct. But it's interesting because I feel like the one lady and I have common ground. Something I've been talking about for a long time. Of black people where we already get the low scraps. Listen, that's what the left says all the time. Have they ever stopped saying that? No. No. So how in the world can you take millions of more people in when you're not taking care of the people that you say need more help? How does that make any sense? So whenever you would use that analogy, talking about illegal immigration, to say if you are the dad of a household, and right now you got four kids, okay, we can take another one in. All right, we'll take one more. You get to seven, and all of a sudden, we're out of money. Anybody else, we got no room. I don't know how we're going to feed anybody else. What are you going to do? Just say, yep, just keep having them come in and have your kids starve? No, of course not. So how can you do it? And for the left, it's always, well, somebody else can pay for that. Somebody else can take on that responsibility. Yep. Well, now it's at your doorstep. That's right. This is just like defund the police. Great idea till it came to your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then it's like, oh, well, hey, something, we, we got to do something about crime here. Yeah, and if you're naive, if you don't think this is uh, the end of the migration thing, it's not. Do you mean the psychologists are not showing up to just give a good talking to these criminals? Well, you know, maybe you don't want to shoot and use violence. Not stern enough. They find out that doesn't work with some of these people? Mm-hmm. Wow, man. And what I want to say is to Mayor Brandon Johnson, <laughs> we are disappointed yeah. in you. This is the community that supported you. Yeah. How dare you? Ooh. We've reached out to Mayor Brandon Johnson's office for his response to the community's reaction, but have not yet heard back. Really? Not, not my fault, or even really Brandon Johnson's fault, that you didn't read what his policy preferences were. Right, sounds like, true. Sounds like you're a gullible dumbass to me. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, David. I mean... Well, Again, and, this and is the... speaking for a gullible dumbass myself throughout history of buying into different politicians and their bullcrap, I, I have a little sympathy there. But, yeah, at some point you got to smarten up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you probably understand how that feels, Scott. 
What, supporting a uh, bad politician? Yeah. I've done it a million times. Mitt, he's my guy. I'm telling you right you now, know, this guy, what? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I've heard this, you know, you've gone over this ad nauseum now, and I get it. I mean, I have supported bad politicians, no question. We all have to. I'm not agree. doing it anymore, though. You're trying not I'm to. I'm done. I'm done. I swear but, to you, I'm done. But it's but it's not like you support the bad politicians, and then they do the things they told you they were going to do, and you got mad at them for it. It was because That's they true. didn't do the things that they said They're they would supposed do. supposed to do. Brandon Johnson makes no bones about it. He's an open borders guy. That's true. How are you? That's su- a great point. Why are you surprised? Why are you mad that he did something when it's not surprising that he'd be okay with it? Again, it's never going to happen to you. That's yeah. what you think. It's a good point, David. It's not your problem. Yeah. Okay. Other things out there. Uh, hmm. Disney. Man, oh man. Did you see their favorability ratings? Yeah. And their, their business is already taking a hit. We already okay, know this that. This is really hard to believe, too, because, I mean, growing up with Disney, it's like 100% of the people thought it was just the greatest thing ever. Okay, I wouldn't go that far. Well, maybe not 100%, but a large percentage a large of people. Percentage, yes. You watch the wonderful world of Disney on Sundays. And yeah, I, my, my family just wasn't a part of it. I'm one of the few. Disney. All these different movies you guys have talked about that yeah. I've never seen. I mean, I saw I'm as a kid. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we like smoking the bandit. No time for Snow White and that nonsense. It's okay. My house. No jungle book. You want to call me trashy? Go right ahead. No, I don't nothing, care. Nothing, huh? Wow. Anyway, just over 60% of Republicans have an unfavorable opinion of Disney. 35% of which say very unfavorable. Wow. Well. Hmm. Well, there's some Democrats, too, because sometimes they're not woke enough for yeah. some Democrats. You know, 29% of Democrats, unfavorable. And, yeah, it's a lot of the woke politics, and it's sort of one thing after another. And I always think once the recordings got released, the people that worked at Disney saying, yeah, we're trying to get as much LGBTQ plus stuff, you know, into our programming as possible, mm-hmm. you know, to be an influence. You know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's not those crazy right-wingers that are saying this is actually real. This is happening. And it's, you know, one woke thing after another. And then... For some people, it was the latest Snow White. I don't even. We talked about it once or twice. That whole controversy. What a bust oh. that thing was. Oh yeah, but it was also the person that played Snow White. It's pretty insufferable. Rachel Zegler. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, I almost feel bad for her because she's a young woman, and she's been living in this liberal bubble, and yes. so she was saying things that to her shouldn't have been controversial that were like you know uh, about how hollywood to white and i mean just all of uh all, all the talking points that she was throwing out there and basically just crapping all over the source material for snow white oh it's extremely dated she yeah. said snow white's prince a guy who literally stalks her weird yeah it's like People want to see the update because they also liked the original. Yeah. And in some ways, I see her as a brainwashed foot soldier of the left, but also a victim of the left because she was brainwashed after all. Yeah. Well, and she was also wanting to get paid with the streaming part, and that ticked some people. If I'm going to stand there 18 hours in a dress of an iconic Disney princess, I deserve to be paid for every hour that it is streamed online. Hours is an iconic princess. 
I'm good. I got to wear this outfit mm-hmm. for every hour. I need to get streamed or paid for every hour yeah. it's streamed. So very relatable what she just La- said. Yes. The lady who dresses up as Snow White at Disneyland is like, lady, I've had vomit in my shoe for six hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Disney was also highlighted this week by GLAAD, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, for including LGBTQ plus content in a whopping 41% of its films in 2022, hmm. making it the second most LGBTQ inclusive studio, only behind Netflix. Yeah. So they're being awarded for that, just so you know. Um, different uh, part of polling that I saw today, sort of surprising. Americans' preference for large family, for a larger family, like three or more kids, has hit the highest level in over 50 years. Wow. That surprised me. Doesn't yeah. that surprise yeah, you? Yeah, it does. You know, when you feel like you <laughs> said this before, things are starting to turn, opinions, people are starting to wake up to some things. You kind of see it in some of this poll. We'll get into more of that. And a trans swimming competition. David has that story straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what's the story, David? Something was canceled here? Oh, yeah, I thought this was a, a kind of funny story. So I guess there's a World Cup for swimming. Um, okay. And they tried something to accommodate trans athletes because initially, you know, there was the back and forth about whether or not they were going to ban, you know, biological men from competing against women and whatnot. And there was big uproar. So they tried to meet people in the middle said, okay, we're going to have an open category. This has been talked about and suggested many yeah. times. So anyone can join it, whatever your identity is, you can join that, join the open category. We're going to keep men, uh, the men's category with actual men and the women's category with actual women, and anybody else in between can go to the other category. So they had the open category. They canceled it, though, because no huh. one signed up for it. Huh? Yeah, no one signed up for it. Sharon Davies, a former British Olympic swimmer, posted on social media, if trans women aren't going to get the physical benefit of racing females instead of other males, they're not interested. Yeah, well, there you go. The first thought you yeah, had, and then yeah. someone said it. Yep. What about I just want to compete? No. Yeah, you you have a category. You can compete. Well, where are you? That's sad. Not as much fun as destroying women. <laughs> You know, that's more fun. Well, yeah, because you're beating a whole lot of other people. I mean, if you're only like two other people or yeah. someone that also may give you some real competition there, eh, yeah, not get, near as much fun, is it? Get to do the old end zone dance with the prize and all that. Yeah, good times. Wow. Oh, from that uh, poll that I had stated, to, digging into this, the Americans' preference for large families, meaning three or more kids, is at its highest level in over 50 years. It's really interesting because it's broken down. It's a Gallup survey, mm-hmm. um, and it's surprised a lot of people. So the question was, what do you think the ideal number of children for a family to have? And 44% said, ideal family, two kids. Yeah, I think that's probably true of a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of times they say, boy, if you got a boy and a girl. Hey, right, exactly. Good. Um, what is surprising is that 45% said three or more. Hmm. That's the high level. Um, And you dig into this a little bit more, they break it down by demographics. I always find this interesting. Majorities of black adults at 57%, Catholics, 56%, those who attend church weekly, that's 54%, 
Hispanic adults at 53%, and Americans between the ages of 18 and 29 at 52% all say, yeah, three or more kids, ideal family. They're like, okay, well, who thinks it should be two or less? That would be those who do not identify with the religion, Democrats and Democrat-leaning voters, Americans who seldom or never attend church service, and white adults say it should be two or less. It doesn't go deep into why the changes, but do you have a thought? Do you have a theory, David? The religious affiliation makes sense to me, and not not just because of any sort of ideological bent, but when you have a uh, a built-in community of of friends that you feel like you can trust, you're on the same page about religious things. Mm-hmm. Raising kids or having uh, having kids in a church family is easier. I think a lot of times that's true. Probably inherent selfishness too comes into play. Oh, for, oh, the, people for the people who don't. don't? Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, this was another stat. So then they talked to uh, people between the ages of 50 and 64, and 82% have a kid or two at least. Mm-hmm. For those that don't, 11%, that's the majority, left wish they would have yeah i think that's true of a lot of people oh man yeah that's tough this is the markley van camp and robin show all right biggest story today david uh in a in a stunning about face the biden administration is going to go ahead and start building a wall at the southern border (laughs) i couldn't believe it when i saw that remarkable it is remarkable uh the politics has turned around on these people it's starting to hurt them now very interesting uh, very interesting. Also, um, the whole defund the police movement. There's been a study about this. It's not just the big cities that were affected by this. It's also the mid-sized cities. Sure. I don't think that's a big surprise, but no. now there's actual numbers out there. And do you know the amount of Venezuelans that illegally crossed the border last month? Did you hear this number? Mm-hmm. We'll get all of that coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, maybe you heard the news. Uh, there's been a reversal as far as the Biden administration when it comes to border wall. Yeah, the Department of Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has come out and said, uh, all right, because there is an acute need at this one particular section in South Texas, we're going to go ahead with constructing a wall. Um, about 20 miles of wall uh, that they're going to be putting there. And uh, now now this was actually paid for under the Trump administration. The Biden okay. administration came in on day one and canceled all these wall projects. And yes. so Biden came out today, and when he was asked about it, sort of mumbled his way through it, saying, well, the, the appropriation was already there, and so we had to do it. Uh, wasn't my decision. Somebody asked, uh, you know, do you think the wall will be effective? And he says no. But they had no problem delaying the project for years. So, well, and the wall that was already paid for, yeah, was allowed to just rust away and then sold off piece by piece. Yeah, that was also paid for. Mm-hmm. So people are very confused, and all of a sudden, the timing of this is you know they're going through all these environmental protections that are put in place we're we're going full steam ahead even though we're breaking all those yes 
How does that make sense? Well, because DHS actually does have the authority to say, if we think that there is a need, a dire need to protect the homeland, then, yeah, all of those uh, EPA and land management regulations, we can uh, ignore those. Whoa, 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 though. But you're saying to protect the homeland, you would say there's a problem at the border. And they just said the border was secure. Yeah, they're just making it double secure now, I guess. (laughs) So in other words, basically what this is, is a political move to try to tell voters, see, we're trying to do what we can for the wall. Yeah. Yet the wall is ineffective. Yeah. Okay. It's very confusing. Biden ran on it. I mean, he ran on the fact that it was racist and destructive and ineffective, and he ran on that. Well, and then you have Corinne Jean-Pierre out there, White House press secretary, taking questions, and it it doesn't seem to you just pick it up and you're like, what? This was announced back back in June, and now we're moving forward. And he said in 2020 as a candidate, so after this law was passed in 2019, that there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. How can you say that he's not breaking that promise? Well, what I can say is that there's a law that the DHS is com- is complying with. We believe in the rule of law, and that's what we're moving forward to with. Believe in the rule of law? law. Yeah. yeah, for uh, nearly three years, they ignored that law and said that they had the authority to not fund that project or not use the money for right. that project. And now suddenly they're like, well, you know, now rule of law, okay, we, we have to. This is a, a great example of trying to have your cake and eating it, too. Yeah, because the pressure from the power brokers of the Democratic Party are saying, you got to do something now. Yeah. we got New York screaming. We even have big old J.B. Pritzker out of Illinois yeah. pitching a fit here. Okay, we got to stop this somehow, some way. And she's out there trying to answer the questions, which is always a debacle, even well, more so today. It's a class act of McGurkin, though. Oh, of course. I mean, it's just a lot of words. And you have to, and, and and making sure people go elsewhere to find the answers to their question. Well, I'm not really, you know, you got to go to DHS to, to ask them about that. Or yeah, I don't know whatever. how much time you want to spend on that. You could, I could go on for a couple of minutes. Different with, things with and, her. Oh yeah, I mean you just pick it up in the middle. And so now we're complying by the law. Let's not forget this was six months ago. This was out there six months ago. I know you guys are asking me about this now, but this was actually not new, and this was done six months ago. So the person that gets up there and stumbles through her notebook every day because she can't answer questions, you got to look at her notes, is actually dumbassing the people asking the question. This has been out here for months. Now you ask me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Should have known well, about this before, you dummies. Well, I think the significant update has been that the Homeland Security Secretary posted a notice that talked about an urgent need to get this thing going now. So he's invoking his authority to overrule existing federal law in order to build a border wall. The guy that has emphatically broken the law by not doing his job, what he was sworn in to do for two and a half years. And you could go on and on and on. Oh, the number that I mentioned earlier, it's 50,000 Venezuelans have illegally crossed the border in the last month. Holy smokes. Venezuela, remember, that was a utopia for a while. Yeah. What happened there? In Venezuela? Yeah. Well, oh, people you know, starved. Right. Apparently, yeah. How? food is. Under what policies? Oh, communism. Oh. Well, sure. Hmm. Isn't that something? They got medical care within hours, though, for their distended <laughs> bellies. Yes. <laughs> wow. 
something. Okay. Um, chaos in the House is the reason the border crisis is harder to solve. Who said this? Yeah, this is Democrat Senator Chris Coons, who's also part of oh. the Biden reelection campaign. He says Biden is doing everything he can to secure the border. He said, hey, the president has spent billions of dollars on the border. But as we all know, that money is actually being used to help people come in more quickly to okay. rubber stamp asylum claims and whatnot. So he's asked, OK, what's the plan here? If the Border Patrol finds a truck full of migrants, are we going to just start sending them back immediately? Hmm. Well, it depends on what their status is and who they are. In many cases, the administration is sending them back. Our challenge, Martha, as that you know, yeah. if you'll let me finish, is to... Many cases. What does that mean? Yeah, well, they, right. I, Four? They th- more than one? They threw out a number that was like 300,000 total. It's like, okay, but 300,000 came in in August. Total. Right. So that we know of, at least. Right. Yeah, so that's not, not exactly actually 9 impressive. million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is to balance our moral commitment and our treaty commitment <laughs> and to successfully weed out those who do not have a credible fear of yep. persecution. The chaos in the House is going to make it more difficult. Here in the Senate, we need to move forward with a bipartisan solution to our broken immigration uh, system. No, of course. The bipartisan solution is every single one of you jack wagons says we were wrong. Republicans tell us what to do, and we'll do it. Wow. That's what needs to happen. It won't, but that's what should happen. Agree. <laughs> okay. You had to admit I'm a little distracted because over an hour ago, you said you were going to have some audio of Lawrence O'Donnell from MSNBC. Yeah. And I think you have it now. I uh-huh. can't hardly wait to get to yeah, it because I, I don't even know what it is. I sent it to you. So there was a crazy story in the failing New York Times about uh, Bob Menendez. This is a Democrat senator out of New Jersey who's now been indicted on gold bars allegations yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he was so in 2018 as the story goes uh he had just had his uh, uh bribery charges unrelated dropped from the justice department and that same year he decided i'm gonna go start taking bribes from egyptian businessmen yes and in one case they bought him a mercedes and so the New York Times did a little bit of digging about what happened there. And apparently in 2018, Bob Menendez's girlfriend, who's now his wife and co-defendant, uh, Bob Menendez's uh, wife, current wife again, was girlfriend at the time, okay. hit and killed a guy who was crossing at a, at a crosswalk. She hit him and he died with her wow. car. And she needed a replacement for the car. Well, here comes Bob Menendez's new business partners in Egypt, and they're like, we'll buy you a new car. And sure enough, in 2019, they bought him a car. So obviously, it's not a not a funny story. Somebody died, uh, obviously, uh, in this case, and it does reek of a cover-up that she was never tested for drugs or alcohol at the scene. Um, it was kind of just covered up. It never made news. But wow. people were wondering, why did she need a new car? And apparently it's because she hit and killed somebody with the old one. It got dinged up pretty good. They didn't want to call Mako. And so <laughs> they got their Egyptian crime bosses to buy them a Mercedes. Okay. Okay. But what is funny to me is not the story itself. It is how Lawrence O'Donnell turns on that bad dinner theater and gets so over the top in delivering his take on this story that makes me laugh out loud. Okay, roll it. Robert Menendez's wife, 
killed someone. The only problem Mrs. Menendez seemed to face after she killed someone was how to replace the damaged car. She told the man who was bribing them that she would, quote, never forget this. So, you've killed a man with a car, and the thing you say you will never forget is the bribe that got you the car, not the man you killed. The indictment contains a text message that seemed creepy enough now that we know that it is the reward Mrs. Menendez got after killing someone. It reads as sickeningly perverse. Time out for just a second. Okay. And if you're wondering if Menendez was the sacrificial lamb for the Democratic yeah, Party yeah. for yeah. the regime to say, see, we hold our right, own exactly. accountable. Yeah. Yep. It's proven now more than ever. Well, yep. This this guy's like a bad version of Rod Serling, isn't he? Yes. Imagine if so. you will. Submitted for your approval. And now, and the rage within me, I'm controlling, but I'm going somewhere with this. She wrote to New Jersey's senior senator, Congratulations, mon amour de la vie. We are the proud owners of a 2019 Mercedes. She got that car only because she killed someone okay. with her previous car. And she calls herself a proud owner of the new car. The bribe car. <laughs> You've entered the Twilight Zone. In this episode entitled, Dear Lord, Won't You Buy Bob a Mercedes-Benz? <laughs> you know, I feel like if we're going to bring up Lawrence O'Donnell at all, there would be, you know, at least parts of... You're listening right now, you're like, Markley, please do it. Bring back the hammer. Bring the hammer Well, the hammer's so great. We it's the classic Lawrence yeah. O'Donnell of melting down because I don't, someone was hammering and he could hear it in his earpiece and he melted down. <laughs> I don't think it will ever be topped. I'm in cable news. before I hear it. Yeah. Yes. What's going on? Why am I losing this? Why don't I have sound? All right, it's back. Someone's pressing buttons and turning my sound off. <laughs> I haven't listened to the whole thing in a while. We got one minute here, right? We could do this? Okay, this is classic. Who is, who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in my ear? Someone in that control room is out of control. There's insanity in the control room tonight. You have insanity in my earpiece. Every time we go to a SOT, there's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Where's the hammer? Is it on the... Go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. <laughs> I feel good that I'm not the only one because I see both of you guys laughing. It never... It's old. No. I'll go down to the... For myself and stop it. Keep the commercial break going. Call Phil Griffin. I don't care who the you have to call. Stop the hammering. Empty out the control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. <laughs> We've narrowed it down. Yes. That's my favorite part of it. It's either yeah. there or there. We're out there somewhere. We're out there somewhere, okay? <laughs> The woman talking in my ear was talking about the Labor Day special repeatedly. <laughs> out of control. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> sound coming in my ear. This <laughs> stupid hammering. It just <laughs> sucks. It <laughs> sucks to be out here oh, with Larry. this out of control. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, for the people that thought O'Reilly would never yeah. be outdone. Right. We'll do it live! <laughs> I think that yep. does it. Always. Thank you, Lawrence. Needed that today. Okay. Much more to get to. By the way, couples who meet on dating apps, are they less happy in their marriages? Yeah. They are. Of course they are. Why? <laughs> That's a crazy stat. We'll get to that much more coming up. All right. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, to a surprise to very few. The data's in, and it shows the defund the police movement fueled crime crisis in mid-sized cities along with the big cities. The hell you say? Hmm. Yes, because a lot of the mid-sized cities just basically took what the big cities were doing and said, yeah, got to defund the police. Yeah. Now we need to reimagine it. That's right. Kinder and gentler. Yep. And then crime has grown all over the place. What we need is more therapists and less police officers. Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They mentioned Pittsburgh reached its highest number of homicides in decades with 71. That was a 46% increase. Uh, Tucson, Arizona, way up. Goes Tucson. on and on. Milwaukee. Yes. yes. Yeah. Again, you were watching it unfold. Yeah. No, the media didn't want to report it, but it was happening right in front of us. You knew it. You know, the, to me, with, with progressivism in general, it should be over now. Like, there's there's no other, how do you make a case after the last three years where progressives in so many different cities got what they wanted, and it went downhill so fast. How How could you ever, if you're just a regular person walking around trying to pay your bills, going to work and whatnot, seeing things fall apart around you, how could you ever even consider pushing for a progressive politician ever again because my belief honestly is so many of those people have been brainwashed to believe that the alternative is worse Mm. if you voted republican because you're ushering in white supremacy i'm not even asking you to vote republican i'm saying find moderate democrats i mean but i'm just saying the the far left progressive people they should be laughed out of the room at every turn absolutely i agree the Shama Sawant, a city council member uh, in Seattle, the like people like her, they should be ignored from now on because all they've done is get a lot of people freaking killed. Absolutely. But when you have that many people brainwashed into believing that they're victims no matter what, and people that, for whatever reason, they hold in high regard, tell them, yes, you're a victim, and I'm going to be the one to help you. These other people didn't do it, but I'll be the one. They're like, okay. I can't explain it. I'm trying to make sense of it. No, I, I know. Oh, by the way, yes. And the other study I mentioned a few minutes ago, couples who meet on dating apps are less happy in their mar- yeah. in their marriages. You said absolutely. Why I'm do you say that? not surprised because you don't know each other. I think you meet on these dating apps and everything's wine and roses and you're kind of in a hurry to get something going anyway. And you make some mistakes. And- there is also people are saying, expensive. well, they're also more likely to be in same-sex or interracial relationships, and they say it's societal marginalization. Stop it. <laughs> I knew you'd love that, Scotty. Stop this it. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Quite a turnaround on this border wall. It's something. Uh Oh, Oh, yeah. Is it ever? Yeah, Alejandro. I never thought I'd see this happen. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas coming out today and saying, yeah, we are overriding uh, 26 different federal regulations in order to build a stretch of wall on the border in South Texas because of an immediate need. Hmm. At the southern border. Now, the Biden administration is What's trying. What's the need? Um, the well, border. The border is secure. Secure. I know. I mean, it, uh, look. If I'm happy with my uh, my my home's front door lock, I'm not going to add a deadbolt. You know. Right. Right. But apparently, uh, there is an urgent need, and the White House is trying to have it both ways. Basically, saying, "Well, the money for construction of this portion of border wall was appropriated in 2019." We've been trying to get Congress to free up that money to do something else with it, but we can't. So now, I mean, our hands are tied. We have to do it. We don't think it's going to be effective, but we have to do it because we believe in the rule of law, which (laughs) don't ask us why we ignored the rule of law for uh, nearly three years, but whatever. So basically, we wanted open borders, and we've had it for two and a half years. We've had millions of people come through illegally because we fundamentally want to change the country. Okay, but here's the problem. Somebody got the idea to start busing these people up to, well, Democratic-run cities and Democrat-run states. And that's been a problem because these people are griping and moaning. They don't don't want these people there. And now we're kind of in a bind. So we have to appear like we're trying to do something. And at the same time, for our far lefty friends, we got to make it seem like there's nothing we can do. Uh, We got to put the wall up. Well, it's not like a gift card that expires, is it? I mean, if I don't spend the money, doesn't it just go back into the general fund? Uh, well, no. This whole, or does it evaporate forever? No. This whole charade that they have to do it now because it's the law. These people yeah. have been breaking the law this since is 2019. Right. They're, they're, they're obviously acknowledging that they've been breaking the law for nearly yeah. three years. Um, but no, to your, to your point, no, it doesn't just roll back into any sort of general fund. If, it's been, if that cash has been set aside for this purpose... They have to use it for that, or it just stays there until someone does come along and use it for that purpose. Unless Congress turns around and says, "Okay, we're going to free up those those funds." Yeah. So the wall that was actually purchased just was laying there rusting, and they got to sell off parts of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But this money that hadn't been spent, yeah. See, that's different. It doesn't make sense to a whole lot of people. But this is Biden trying to say he didn't want to do it. Right. But he just, he had. Border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. <laughs> so Based on what? So it, it won't work, but the Homeland Security Secretary is saying there's an urgent need for it right now. Right. But we don't want to do it. Our hands are tied, even though, again, there's an urgent need for it. 
So, hey, you people in New York and Illinois, everybody that's griping and moaning about all the illegals coming in, see, we're trying to do something. And for you other people that really want this, we 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 can't do anything about it. It's the law. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's, it really is just trying to have your cake and eat it, too. What what they should do is, uh, you know, if you want a to solve the problem immediately, or at least do something that'll that'll be a, a quicker turnaround than constructing new border wall. I still think we gave up on the Trump idea of putting more alligators in the Rio Grande. I'm just saying, you get you get some of the gator wranglers in Louisiana Sorry. and all along the Gulf Coast, get them to transport some gators to popular crossings, and that's then a deterrent. Put up your signs that say. Be careful, there are gators here. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Instead of giving out those Biden shirts you're giving out, say, gator bait. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody wants that. That's the problem. Good idea, though. Gosh. Okay. Uh, do you see the update in Philadelphia? This has nothing to do with crime. This has to do with biological boys and girls' bathrooms. No. The school district there has banned it. Get out. 400 students walked out. Nope, we're not doing this. Can't have biological boys in the girls' bathroom. This has been talked about many times. Oh, good. And parents got involved, and all of a sudden, there was a whole 180. Now, as far as the district, the vote was 5-4. to four, And one of the board members changed their mind after the you know, student protest and the parents protesting. But as it's been talked about many times, isn't this what it takes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To really put the pressure on. Yeah. And I think there's enough people saying, okay, you can label me as hateful, whatever you want. This is just common sense. You know, it reminds me, I don't know if you happen to see, there's always, you know, conservatives that are scheduled to speak on liberal campuses. Some of those get canceled. Some go through. Candace Owens was at the University of Albany. And there was one of those questions. Uh, well, there were a few. One was people don't feel safe uh, because of language that's used around the trans community. As David's, I can see you glazing over like, oh, gee, here we go. Um, yeah, just roll this. I want to see what you think of how uh, she handled this. And I need an example. And someone like if you're a biological man and someone says, hey, what's up, dude? Um, more of like there are students on campus that are living in communities where they don't feel safe because of rhetoric of explaining that transphobia isn't accepted. Mm. Um, so my question is just like how do you think free speech impacts everybody in community? Yeah, I mean, I, the idea that if somebody looks at a man and calls him a man that they're suddenly unsafe because they've created a false reality in their own head. Um, yeah, I don't abide by that. I think this is what, what's really happening is that we are celebrating mental disorders in America right now. Um, <laughs> So what do you think of that? Well, yeah, I mean, the whole thing of, like, speech is unsafe or whatever is is ridiculous. If you don't like how someone is speaking to you, then remove yourself from that situation or, you know, embrace the fact that, that you call yourself a woman already grew a pair in the womb. So, you know, just saying. That's it. I mean, this has been a mental disorder. Well, until, what, 2013? And now it's dysphoria, but it's the only dysphoria that's treated this way. Come on. The whole tide is turning on this thing. I blame and, the womb. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, if you have somebody who has anorexia, you don't say, you know what? You're right. You do look a little fat still. 
You know, yeah. you don't you don't exactly. affirm that. You you try to treat them. Yeah, or someone that has that phobia where they don't want their stuff anymore and they want it gone. They want it chopped off. I mean, it's not like, yep, we're going to do that for you. Where's the axe? No, man, you need to work through that mental disorder. Or the person that has a problem with their arm, you don't help them chop their arm off for crying mm-hmm. out loud. It just doesn't make any sense. And I know some people will say, you know, Candace just isn't very nice to some of these people. Well, she isn't. That's true. Well, who cares? I mean, these are the well, same yeah, people. She, said she pushes to this one back. Person, Life's tough. Get a helmet. I don't right, know what exactly. to tell you. I can't be your mom. Well, these are the same people who screech about how everybody's a fascist and you're engaged in stochastic terrorism and all that stuff. Like, and yes. what? But you can't take somebody pushing back a little bit. Right. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. Well,. And then I think, and there was a line of people asking questions. There was another one. As a non-binary person, what do you have to tell me about my identity? Because I know for a fact I'm not confused. Okay, next question. Great statement. That's a statement. That's a statement. Okay, you know your identity. You're not confused. Congratulations, sweetheart. And then next, just on down the line. Well, yeah. what, how, how do you, what are you going to do, push back on that? No, it is a statement. It's not a question. It's a statement. You made a statement. Move on. Yeah, I agree. Well, if we have time later, there was another piece that was pretty good because it was a young black man um, that was asking about white supremacy and what Candace Owens had had to say about Patrice Cullors of BLM. Yeah. And she basically asked him, when you're walking down the street, are you afraid of the Klan? Are you afraid of white supremacy going to take your life? And he admits, no. Exactly. Like, I can name a hundred things that are hurting the black community before I get to white supremacy. It's a load of BS that's being sold to you. I thought that was pretty good on her part. Okay. The federal government creates a new category of extremists. Who is this, David? Oh, Trump supporters. What? Uh, Newsweek actually uh, published this article uh, that. that says the federal government believes that the threat of violence and major civil disturbances around the 2024 U.S. presidential election is so great that it quietly created a new category of extremists that it seeks to keep track of and counter, and primarily it's Donald Trump's MAGA followers. Yeah, MAGA kings. Wow. Yeah! And so, hey, yeah, the shaman will be out to vote. Awesome. So, so initially the FBI had been tracking specifically, you know, Donald Trump supporters, what they say are anti-government anarchists and whatnot. They have uh, come up with a new term, though. It is, uh, do, 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 it's uh, the, uh, what is the actual, and so they call it the A-G-A-A-V-E, anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism. Uh, and there is a report that is called the domestic violent extremists emboldened in aftermath of capital breach, elevated domestic terrorism, threat of violence likely amid <laughs> political transitions and beyond. Holy cow. So they, they turn that definition into what kind of looks like agave um, in order to, if anybody got a hold of this report, uh, try to convince everybody we're not looking at Trump supporters. We're not singling them out. I mean, we're singling them out, but we just don't want to have that listed in black and white. It is, man. It's happening, dude. I, I, I just think you have this whole ass task force because some goobers broke into the Capitol a couple of years ago. And and they wanted it to happen. Oh, I'm sure. Convinced of that. But Look at all the evidence. You, you've got that, but you're not. But, but people are still on this whole thing of like Antifa is a myth. And... 
it's dude th- there's been an ongoing terror campaign in Atlanta over the so-called cop city for a couple of years now and the FBI isn't is is more concerned with people with make America great again hats on gotcha exactly it's insanity I know heavens why well, <laughs> I think we all know why terrorists <laughs> okay uh I've hesitated to even bring this up, but this is a story now. Uh, Travis Kelsey and his brother think maybe the NFL is making too much of him dating Taylor Swift. (laughs) Okay. And we have a news update to get to coming up. Markley Van Camp Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, I see this story. The era of COVID vaccination cards is over. It's over. Oh, the good old days when you had to show your vaccination card to get into different places. To live. You know, I've never had to do that. Me neither. Depends on where you live. I, yeah. I am. It's like. I never even kept a vaccination card. I, uh, you know, I got I got my first two shots, and I didn't even have my vaccination card for the second one, and then I was done. Yeah, once you found out what it was all about, you know, and then you had different friends that were like, "I'm not doing it." I'm like, I don't blame you. I totally understand. Yeah. And then I, you have those conversations. I kept mine. Like, Your card? Yeah. It's on my refrigerator. Well, you don't throw anything away. No, really. I signed the back of it, too, so it's very worth a lot right now. If you don't know, Scott's a collector of things. Yeah. Some would say a lot of junky stuff. Yeah. I Others would say that. it's collectible. Yeah. Like your Sammy Sosa cardboard cutout. You have two of them. I do. One in the closet, one in the living room. Is it really in the living room now? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's not standing. It's kind of in the corner, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Not in the same room as the Michael Jackson wall art. I can't wait to make her my husband. Nothing's oh, going to change. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, since late 2020, the government sent out a billion of those. Of the vaccination cards? cards? Yes. Wow. The doctors, pharmacies, clinics. Yes. And I was reading this. This was from a liberal outlet. They can still be used as proof of vaccination. So they suggest hanging on to yours and keeping it with your other medical records. Well, who's asking for it? I don't know. I don't either. I'm not going there if they're asking for it. Now, if you lost yours, the place you got vaccinated probably has a record of it. A lot of states also have digital records you can access online. This doesn't mean the CDC wants you to skip your booster, by the way. Oh, I know. They say everyone should get it for the holidays, especially older adults and people with compromised immune systems. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're recommending this yeah. for babies yeah. as six months old without a trial is still... Can you explain that to me? Anybody? Why they think that's a good idea without a trial? No, they well, probably didn't. We don't know it. the they, long-term effects of the other. Oh, all they did was but add we know a little, the risk. All they did was add a little nutmeg, uh, nutmeg to the mix. I mean, it'll that's be it. Fine. Yeah, it'll be, it's all good. Okay. Are you really going to hold on to yours, or is that something you just throw away? Well, I'm keeping. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's on my it's on my refrigerator refrigerator magnet. Okay. So I don't know how long I'll keep it. I don't know. I have no idea. Keep all your backstage passes from your career as well? Yeah, and my rock star glasses. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Everything. Uh, little study out there. 24% of Americans always watch TV while eating dinner at home. Yeah, I do that. Well, a lot of times you're by yourself, right? Yeah, usually, yeah. Yeah. David, is it like with the two little kids? Is that like family time we're going to just yeah, eat or no, are we going to like try to distract? No, we, we only have one TV now just to try to limit everyone's screen time. Yeah. So we don't, and it's it's not downstairs where we eat dinner. So no. You're fighting the good fight on that. Yeah. When I when I was single, yeah, it was every meal. It's like whatever, plop down and put on whatever and eat, stuff yeah. my face. But what do you suppose? Just women or men? Who's more likely to watch TV? Oh while man, I'm men, guessing yeah. easily. Yeah, wrong again, Scott. Really? Yep. I'm surprised. Yeah. Is it more common in the South or the West? South. Correct. Yes. I don't even know why I said that. It just seemed right. Just playing what? Some sort of stereotypes? Saying people in the South are lazy, Scott? Southern men don't need me around anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call them TV dinners. I mean. That is on. true. See? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, boy, this is really making the rounds again with Menendez and the wife uh, hitting and killing someone with a car. Yeah. Why is this all out now? Because the Democrats are trying to say, see, we hold ours accountable. Pretty much, yeah. No one is above the law except for everybody but Bob Menendez. Yeah, see, our justice system, it works. Forget about Hunter Biden. Look at this bad guy. Wow, this yeah. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, David, biggest story today. Biggest story of the day is the Biden administration announcing the suspension of 26 different federal regulations at the border so they can go ahead and uh, build that border wall that that mean old Nazi Trump wanted to build. It's, yeah. it's remarkable, man. And they're trying to have it both ways by saying, well, we don't want to do it. We have to do it. It's such a load of nonsense. God, I swear. Something mm-hmm. all the time. So we'll get to that. And then you got your big three of the day, Scott? Yep. Trifecta? Yep. What's your best story? What is it? Can't tell you. A little teaser? Nothing? Yeah. Casey. Not going to give a little nugget? No. I'm going to huddle with Casey. We'll get it together. All right. It's coming up next right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, do you have an update on that story, that poor dude that got stabbed and killed in New York right in front of his girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, they caught the, the suspect, the guy. Well, I, I know technically you're supposed to say suspect. We all saw the video. Right. He stabbed this guy, this far-left activist, uh, as they were on their way home from a wedding. And um, and so they finally caught the guy. He's, what, 18 years old, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that's really remarkable is there have been a lot of conservatives, and there have been a few, I thought, who got out of hand. But for the most part, it's sort of like you kind of got, you, you got exposed to the environment that you wanted. As somebody who was a big, uh, you know, progressive politics activist, it doesn't make it right. I'm not. Nobody's celebrating the guy's death. I'm not familiar with the dude's politics. To be honest, no, they were they were far, far, far out there. Yeah, and and so I mean, defund the police. So well, he also advocated for the use of needles, clean needles, and injection and injection sites across the city. I mean, junkies. It, yeah. It's it's kind of weird though how the conversation has morphed because there's a, a writer for uh, Bloomberg and Washington Post who has now deleted Twitter from his phone because 
Elon Musk allowed all these people to share the video of him being stabbed. And uh, and then there were nasty comments about how well he supported woke policies. This is the environment that he curated or he, he was a part of curating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said, well, that's just disgusting. And I'm sitting over here going, dude, there were people on network television mocking the fact that Herman Cain died from COVID. Right. So up yours with all of that. I don't care. Okay, you want to get you know you want to get deep in your feels about all of this on Reddit right now. There's uh, what a five hundred thousand member forum called the Herman Cain Awards that mocks people who didn't get the COVID vaccine if they are reportedly uh, or had reportedly died from COVID. So you can jam it with the whole I can't believe these people would comment on this man's murder. Yeah, I, I guess I sit back and I'm like, okay, all y'all need to check yourself. It's not a reason to celebrate a guy getting stabbed to death no. in front of his girlfriend. It's awful. It's a terrible thing, no matter what his politics were. Is there a point to, hey, you're all for all of these different things politically. This is what comes with it. I get that. But, man, dancing on something like that, not my gig. And then as no. far as the other people saying, how could they put it out there on Twitter? It's all over the news. Yeah, it is. It happened. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to read all the comments. You can read two or three comments. I mean, I think we do this every day as we're preparing for the show and be like, I don't want to see any more of that. Yeah. Don't need it. It's bad. Just move on. We got the gist of the story and got enough to talk about it. But, I mean, if you go down into comments deep in, it's a sewer. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, Twitter has always been... Uh, before Elon Musk, and if he sells it, it'll continue to be this way after Elon Musk, is a place where good feelings go to be hogtied, blindfolded, and beaten to death. Oh, yeah. Well, I've always maintained that the humorless, and they are the humorless, only find things funny if it involves somebody that they disagree with politically. Something tragic happening to a person they disagree with. Then it's off. Then it's funny. Right. But until then, nothing's funny. Nothing's funny. But on a lighter note, yeah. I mentioned this, didn't have a chance to get to this story yet. Uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, everybody's tired of it already. Yeah, I can see that. Except the Swifties, I guess. Whatever. They never get tired of it. But, well, Travis Kelsey and his brother are saying, yeah, the NFL is probably, you know, making too much out of this. Okay. Travis Kelsey likes attention a lot, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, this whole thing with Taylor Swift, he started this like a couple of months ago, putting all of that out there. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, well, hold on a second. Well, that, that's part of the gig, isn't it? To try to feign humility so. and then I, turn around and... Mom tells me was on the Today about? Show. She's already kind of a star in her own well, right. That's what I mean. Way. Mom Kelsey was on the Today Show today yes. to talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And by the way, and I don't mean this to be victimhood, it just is what it is. I just asked you guys the question off air, and I like the reaction. Can you imagine if Travis Kelsey was a Dallas Cowboy? Oh, God. (laughs) No. You talk about hated. How hated would that guy be? Gosh. That would really be something. Okay. All right, Scott, are you ready for your pick three of the day? Yep. All right, Casey, he's all ready to go? Okay. All right, good deal. We're ready to roll then. Are you ready? One, two, three. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, you know what it is. The Scott Robbins trifecta, hoped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, Thursday Night Football tonight. Come on. Come on over. Yeah. Thursday Night. Believe me, I didn't want to go. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> Why? I'm inviting you again. You say I never invite you, and I do all the time. I'm you ready. You don't show up. Damn. Three. Got pizza. Come on, all man. Right. What you got three. for number three, Scott? Uh, number three, a plane from Bangkok to Taiwan took a wild turn when a rat and an otter were smuggled aboard and were running around the, the plane. <laughs> <laughs> a rat and an otter. Wow. It was a Wednesday flight to board a low-cost, they say, uh, flight. It erupted in panic. The hostesses on board freaked out upon noticing what passengers described as an albino rat and a freaking otter running around the floor of the airplane. <laughs> Called the police. Police came on board, located a box containing 28 live turtles, a snake, a marmal, and, and two others, and another otter on top of that. Police then found, uh, during the investigation, they found out who's it was, yeah. and the woman, by the way, is upset, demanding a refund now of her money. <laughs> well, if I can't fly my otter and rat, I'd have my money back. <laughs> Did you try yes. to say that they were emotional support yes. animals? Yes. 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 Oh, wow. Now, an otter, I don't know. I could see maybe where a rat, maybe, but an otter, they're cute, though. No dogs in the mix. No. Okay, just I just sure. thought there'd be something about Adam Schiff here, but there isn't. So. We're getting closer and closer yeah. to number one. Yeah. The Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day. Two. Uh, New York City hospitals overwhelmed by migrants. This is another story dovetailing off what's happening in New York City right now. Uh, the medical in New York, including hospitals, doctors, offices, everywhere else, are being inundated with people with serious medical issues. Of course, there's no insurance. There's no money involved. This is placing a huge strain on these cities' hospitals and then sucking up resources that legal residents still require. This is interesting. In the past year alone, medical centers across the five boroughs have received nearly 30,000 visits from non-documented migrants seeking medical care. Wow. They have also delivered 300 new babies have been born to migrant women during the same period. Most at Bellevue Hospital in Manhattan, which has seen one quarter of the overall migrant visits, 25%. It's been the hardest work I've ever done, said one of the doctors there. Uh, New York City says we don't know how much longer we can handle the strain of this, but 30,000 patients, when you get, that gets wow. dumped into the mix, you got problems at the hospital. And that's crazy. I feel an emptiness in my heart. I think a lot of people do. 300 yeah. migrant babies delivered. That's wild, man. Yeah. And the countdown continues. Scott Robbins trifecta, yep. his top three stories of the day at number one. Uh, the New Republic editor, guy by the name of Michael Tomoski, wants you to know that the Progressive Magazine is doing some great work, the work of heroes, distributing banned books for free. Bookmobile event today at MLK Library, they tweeted out. In Washington, D.C., we're giving away banned books with great partners. Repeat after me, I read banned books. Do you understand the definition of banned moron? Do you have any idea? You can't give away banned books because they're banned, you dope. It's almost like they aren't banned. Who knew? 
If they're bad, how do you have them? I'm I'm gonna give away I don't know uh, banned lollipops down yes. at the corner. These are the lollipops that Governor DeSantis doesn't want you to have. Yeah, so banned you can give them away in public, yeah. David. That's how banned they are. Wow. These people are complete morons. You know, it's dope. It's not the story so much that makes me laugh at your delivery of the well, story. Well, God, kills I me. mean, we're, we're giving away banned books. The definition of banned. Dumb E. You know, uh, I don't know if it if this will hold true for for that particular quote unquote banned book giveaway. There yeah. was one that I read about. It was supposedly all these banned books. And the books they were giving away were not the actual books that a lot of parents have found offensive. You know, the like very pornographic or graphic right. Right. books with pictures and stuff about how to best poop on your partner and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. Boy. Yeah. Uh, poop on pop. They were. They were. Stop. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Oh um, boy! This may seem to be a strange request, but it, but they were books like *To Kill a Mockingbird* and *Tom yeah. Sawyer* and *Huckleberry yeah, Finn*. Right. And I'm like, dude, lefties are the ones who banned those books, exactly. Yeah, yes. who, or who removed them from school curriculum yeah. in like California and whatnot. Racist, right? Because it has a word in there that if you know, mm -hmm. it's not explained how the context was used in the book. You can't do it. People will shriek into convulsions. You just can't see the word in print. Crazy. Um, I have an extra. I know. Do you have time for an extra? I do. Casey does. Uh, I think this is more for David than anybody. The world's first AI-powered grill claims it can cook the perfect steak, David. No. No, it can't. How do you know? Because it can't. What if it cooked one up for you? You're like, you know what? I personally could not do any better, being a bit of a foodie. You just... um, I would I would shoot the grill. Got it. Because the grills have become too powerful, and yeah. they will rise up. Would you <laughs> Would you try a steak, Scott, from an AI-powered grill that says it can Would cook? I try one? Yeah. Sure. I'd try one. Would you get this grill? It's only $3,500. What, it cooks it himself? Uh, yes, I, it I just knows. I don't have to flip-flop or do anything? Yeah. I might. I'm lazy that way. And last thing about food. Big baseball fan. I think David had a reminder for you on something. I can't remember. What was it about baseball? Oh, Major League Baseball hates your guts, Scott. I know. That's I right. I hear from everybody about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, in Atlanta, who you've picked to win the World Series. Yes. Uh, they've added some bizarre menu items. A lot of teams do this, apparently. Oh, yeah. But they say the Braves have the strangest one. A sandwich that features three glazed donuts. Mm. Pickled green tomatoes, two fried chicken breasts, topped with powdered sugar. No. Does that sound good to you? I had a heart attack. No. Okay. All right. And there you have it. There it is. Sounds like another one right there. Oh, man. It's one thing if you see something and you're like, wow, that really sounds kind of good. I'd like to try it. No. no. No, it doesn't at all. No, I don't think I want any part of that. Okay. Got to get through another news update. Nimrod's in the news. Boy, this involves a gun and a Happy Meal. You're going to want to hear it coming up. All right. The Monthly Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Donald Trump is thinking about visiting the Capitol next week to talk to the House Republicans ahead of their discussions about who's going to be the next Speaker of the House. Oh. 
the internal candidate forum will be happening on Tuesday. Apparently, he's open to the idea of showing up and pitching himself as a House Speaker candidate. <laughs> now, I, again, I don't know if he would actually run for Speaker. He'd basically have to get every single Republican to vote for him, and that is definitely not guaranteed. So, also, the GOP has its own rules that he would be ineligible because their party rules state that anybody who has been indicted for a felony that would send you to prison for at least two years, you're not allowed to be in a leadership position. But if he has, a chance. But if he has the votes <laughs> in the conference to support him to be speaker, they'll change the rules. I mean, that, it seems like that would, that's kind of a no-brainer to me. Wow. I mean, it's just going to be more attention. By doing this, can't you see the Sunday morning talking head show spending a whole lot of time on this? Yeah. That should be a whole lot of fun. And I cannot believe this. The decision was made to put the president's dog down? Wow. What? Really? No, Commander's kidding. Oh. Just wanted oh. to see if Robbins bought it. <laughs> I was going to say, because that old man can't handle dogs, what are we doing? As you've gotten older, especially after your heart attacks, yeah. the story of any pet succumbing to anything, it wow. troubles you, and all of a sudden you're like, what? This guy exactly can't, what I thought. can't no. manage dogs either. But I've read in a number of places, there are people who said, you know, if this was anybody else's dog, that dog would have been put down. Yeah. Yeah, it's been that amount of people, and what was it? The story from earlier. It's far more than what they've actually reported. Yeah, it's and it's not just Secret Service either. I mean, that's bad enough, but it's also just it's also people who wouldn't necessarily trigger a threat response from a dog. You know, you're not right. you're not talking about intimidating looking dudes in black suits and whatnot. You're talking about some dork bringing you know coffee to the White House. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I got to talk about a dog dying. He didn't die. I was joking just to see if Robbins would actually Jeez. fall for it. I would have been the- really mad if that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> the dog will be fine if it gets out of there. <laughs> All right, we got to get the Nimrod rolling out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. I think for the first time ever, we start in North Dakota. 43-year-old guy, Trent Guthmiller, walks into a McDonald's, Bismarck, during his lunch break. Random guy outside said, hey, can you buy me a Big Mac and a Happy Meal? That guy's name is George Demarius. He's 33. Has his one-year-old daughter with him in a stroller. He's also there with a 27-year-old woman. Hmm. Uh, I guess some people might say yes to the request. The kid, I'm like, I am okay. Trent said, no. Maybe you should get a job. No. Well, there we go. George didn't take kindly to that, so he followed him into the restaurant, pulled a gun. Yeah. Called him a disrespectful SOB and told him to bleep off. Then he put the handgun away and left. Thankfully, no one was hurt, but they caught up with him. He's in a lot of trouble. Another Nimrod out there, a 77-year-old guy from Florida, Reginald Kinser, arrested for trafficking. You know what he was trafficking? Erectile dysfunction drugs. No, there's a market. Received more than $1,800 worth of ED drugs without a prescription. Selling them off. And that's Nimrods in the News.